Hi, this is Tom Veal, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about the state of governance of enterprise IT. I'm pleased to be talking with Robert Stroud. He's the International Vice President with both ISACA and the IT Governance Institute. Robert, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Hi, Tom. It's great to be back again. For our audience who's not familiar with you or the IT Governance Institute, Robert, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the organization? Sure. Thanks, Tom. So the uh, association is focused as a member-based organization focused on delivering value to our members. Our tagline is trust in and value from information services or information systems. And we focus on serving the assurance, audit, uh, management, and security professionals globally with chapters in, in almost every country. We have many meetings and we develop intellectual property and then leverage that within our memberships to help them in their careers and gain value out of the systems that they run for their employers. Robert, we hear a lot about governance these days. What would you say is the global state of governance of enterprise IT today? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of interesting issues here. Certainly we all are aware with things like uh, Sarbanes-Oxley, compliance, legislation, Graham-Bleachley and all the other aspects of that. And that's kind of brought governance to the forefront over the last few years. And another aspect of that I think that's come even further forward over the last couple of years is the notion of risk, which really supports the security constituency understanding their role and their value to the organisation. So what's happened uh, over the last couple of years, and just in the last uh, short period, is we've understood or identified that governance is certainly top of mind of organisations as they go to drive value out of their uh, innovation stage that we're going through after the global recession. There's a couple of interesting aspects that I'd probably like to, to share a few uh, thoughts with you on right now. And the first is that uh, we're continuing to see cloud computing dominate the, uh, the, the topic and the discussion. Now, we'll talk more about the, some of the other security aspects of that in a moment. But, you know, one of the things we're seeing that, uh, one of the things that the recent survey we undertook found is that cloud computing is certainly top of mind of organizations trying to understand how to leverage it or understand how to mitigate the risk. We're also seeing continuing uh, expense management and expense watching, as we call it, become a, a, an issue in the, in the globe. And that leads to organizations having to understand where to invest their IT dollars to drive value. But the other interesting concept is that, uh, that uh, in terms of governance, when we looked at uh, governance, of, uh, of governance of enterprise IT in a recent survey that we undertook, only 5% identified that they did not consider it important. So what I'm, what I'm seeing or believing now is that governance is becoming a fundamental and primary issue for CIOs and organizations as they move forward. Well, interesting that you mentioned this survey. I wanted to talk with you about that, Robert, because I know the Institute has just conducted a survey. What would you say are some of the key findings of particular interest to our security audience? Yes, so there's two aspects of, of the findings that will be very interesting to the security audience. You know, first is, is where where the industry's going, and then I th think the second part of that is, is where the security professional really needs to focus on to to ensure that they're driving value out of the work that they do 
and communicating that value to their organization. So as I touched on before, uh, the emerging technologies such as bring your own device, which is one emerging technology, cloud computing, and uh, other industry trends such as the proliferation of uh, the various devices we're seeing in the organization is certainly highlighting the fact that there is a new delivery model being adopted by many organizations. This new delivery model introduces uh, new opportunities, I didn't say, I didn't call it risk, for our security professionals. Because we, have, we need to understand how we're going to uh, integrate security and other aspects into these devices and leverage them so that we can ensure that our people and organizations are doing the correct things at the correct times with these devices. The next interesting uh, aspect of that is that the governance is now becoming a, an assumed uh, area, an assumed process, something that's just happening as part of an organization. You know, as we move forward in this economic background, I think our security professionals really need to understand that they will probably be called on to justify the investments in security as they move forward in terms of business value, not just necessarily simply mitigation of risk. I think that's a key aspect there, is that there are instances where the, we need to really coach the business on the value that security adds. The third thing that I just wanted to mention quickly is that uh, the third thing is what we call IT leading or following. You know, there's an interesting correlation company happening in the, in the uh, survey where, you know, we found that uh, 70% of respondents noted that the head of IT is a member of the senior management team. You know, that's a really interesting statistic. But the figure increased to 80% where enterprises had an IT, where IT had a very proactive role, proactive role. And I think that's a, it's an interesting concept we need to understand. And I think, you know, we're seeing that with many of the security professionals here, where we understand that security is part of the end-to-end -end business process not part of just IT. And in so doing that, we can ensure that we understand the value that security is going to add through the whole value chain. The other aspect I just wanted to quickly touch on is social networking. Now, social networking by the respondents was not highly prized in terms of Facebook and Twitter, you know, where, where, where a lot of security professionals have identified that the uh, benefits of employees using social networking outweigh the risks. But that said, organizations, marketing departments are seeing ex exceptional value in using uh, the social media. Well, very interesting findings, Robert. Based on those, what are some of the recommendations you have? Yeah, there's a number of uh, um, recommendations, and uh, I think uh, they, they go into a few areas that uh, we want to look at. And the first area of recommendations is really, uh, I think, understand the value that security offers to the organization. You know, one of the parallels that I often use is that security uh, needs to be a positive word, not a negative word in the organization. So we really need to ensure that security adds value to the organization by understanding where to put the appropriate components in place where to identify the risks and where not to cry wolf. And I think that's a really interesting parallel. We've all heard the story of the little boy who cried wolf and a little girl who cried wolf and the child called wolf so many times that when the wolf is really at the door, nobody listens. And I think that's uh, one of the areas that we really need to focus on in terms of the, 
the security aspects going forward. The second issue is, is understanding the value. You've got to really understand the value of security. You've got to communicate it in terms of business value, not just saving money or not just losing money, but also how you add value in terms of the organization growing growing and moving forward. So I think uh, the next aspect into drive value is to be proactive. We need to leverage the governance mechanisms in our organization to be proactive. We need to ensure that IT has a proactive role in the organization. And one of the concepts there is instead of IT just listening to the business requirements and just going away and then delivering it in some sort of black box, there needs to be a clear relationship between the IT membership and the executive leadership, a clear relationship between the organization's business values and strategy. And I think security professionals can really address that by getting deeply involved in end-to-end delivery of service and understanding the business value and then understanding how to drive that forward. The second thing is helping enterprises address the current issues. Now, once you've got the close relationship with the business, you can then focus on the key aspects of the business and the key considerations. Most IT professionals know the usual, security professionals know the key things. You know, in an economic downturn, which you've just been through, you're going to do things like reduce the number of staff, remove, you know, number of consultants and things like that. Now, security professionals are very good at ensuring that things like access is removed, that we've got our systems in, in place, we've got the right backups and restoration, staff aren't leaving with, with appropriate data. But I think the value for security professionals is really to grow beyond that and really add value in, in areas where they can add significant impact, such as ensuring that the delivery of service and the right partners are used for service. So one of the aspects that I can quote on there are things like cloud computing. Cloud computing coming forward is going to really drive value and drive opportunity. And what needs to happen with security professionals is we need to work those cloud providers that we may or may not use into the air, uh, the system of security that we have so that our security requirements for the organization to protect our data, our people, our investments and privacy are maintained. The third thing is going back to the first thing really, supporting the organization's business strategy. You know, and that I think is a great guide for security professionals. Once we understand the strategy, we know where to support it, we know where to put our resources. We know where to put our, our our people and help them and have them drive value moving forward. You know, a lot of words there, a lot of opportunities. But for security professionals, I believe what we've found is the track that they're on typically is the right track and we need to keep moving forward and, of course, at the same time ensure that we understand the variables in the economy, the variables in our business, the changes in strategy, and adjust or tweak where we go with security at the same time. Robert, let's leverage some of your global perspective. As you look at some of the key trends that interest you the most, how do these governance trends differ, if at all, in the various global mm-hmm. regions? Yeah, it, so governance trends do differ. You know, in, in companies with large compliance legislation, for instance, we see a, a strong focus on compliance complying with the law, putting the rules in place to to meet those requirements. But one of the 
the clear aspects of security considerations globally right now is privacy, you know, personal information. What we do with that, how we secure that, how we manage that, how do you understand the persona of, you know, uh, Robert Stroud, for instance, and ensure that he is adequately protected and his personal information managed across a global scale. It's an interesting um, uh, conundrum for us at the moment because we've become totally transparent so you can find anything anywhere and social media has accelerated that. So in terms of, of this, uh, you know, this aspect of uh, the security professional's role, you see very strong protection of private and personal information happening in Europe, for instance, right now where that information is strongly guarded, strongly protected, and certainly strongly managed. You know, and you'll go to uh, other countries in the world where that's not so such a high topic. The second aspect is in terms of investment and value. You know, organizations that are in the growth economy now and growth markets are looking for business value and business opportunity. So while they're doing that, they may be prepared to accept some level of risk as they grow that business and evaluate the opportunity before it becomes you know, mainstream and comes under control. The third aspect of governance that's changing globally is the adoption and use of cloud computing. That introduces its own security issues which have been well communicated and talked about and you know, just a simple aspect of that is data privacy laws. The security professional must be aware of what those data privacy laws are so they can guide their organization. So for instance, you may be in Europe once again, which has strong laws in terms of data privacy, data storage, and where that data is stored. So the adoption of cloud computing, although inevitable, I believe, for many businesses and many organizations, may be changed in terms of the evaluation process of cloud providers in that region or geography. And I think as you look at those aspects and many aspects of the governance professional or the industry professional, we have so much that we need to be cognizant of. But once again, as you go from geography to geography, that will change. So, you know, one of the things I've clearly seen is back in North America, where, where of course, I live and breathe and, and work, is that you can see in terms of, you know, the governance and governance processes mandated by the health industry and the finance industry are getting tighter and tighter and stronger, whereas another industry may be looser and not so, so, so tight. And then even those requirements will vary by geography. And I think that's, that's an interesting aspect that we, we need to be aware of, especially in this global economy where the barriers and the walls of geography have been reduced. The internet has taken a, a trip on a plane that might take 24 hours and taken it to 2.4 milliseconds. Therefore, we need to be cognizant of these aspects and work them into our plan. You know, I remember the old analogy, you know, measure twice, cut once. And, uh, you know, I, I clearly believe that uh, as we move forward, we're going to have to consider that in terms of how we deliver value. We'll need to ensure a quality and consistency of service as to deliver IT services that we may not have done so in the past. Well, but a few minutes ago, you used the term risk. In terms of governance of enterprise IT, what are the key areas of risk that information security leaders need to be most mindful of today? Yes, so it's the, the, 
risk is a great topic and it's a great uh, component of the security professional's role. So the first aspect of risk is that we are seeing risk move or now be assumed by IT that formerly was managed by the business. So what do I mean by that? In the past, risk was totally managed by the business. The business could understand the business process, understand where the risk was, make risk decisions, then direct IT into delivery of systems. And typically, the risk reporting was still held within the business. Today, more and more, we are seeing decisions and uh, systems delivered faster, quicker, uh, business process enabled through IT, not just within IT, but through partners and uh, various delivery mechanisms. So one of the aspects of risk that IT needs to be aware of is they need to really understand the business risk now, the business implications. It's not just about, you know, the, the delivery, the ability to deliver disaster recovery. So if the system falls over, it's more than that now. It's the risk of personal information being compromised, the risk of where our data is stored and how it's stored. Is it effectively backed up? Are we storing data for the right period of time? So as you can see here, I'm using the word data or information a lot. That hasn't changed in my time in, in the industry. But I think what has changed is the time we have to make decisions is compressing dramatically. Therefore, the key elements of risk that an IT organisation needs to understand, they need to understand where the compliance risk is and what is mandatory versus optional. They need to understand what the business continuity risk is in terms of delivery of systems. How long can we survive without delivery of systems? If it's a, you know, do we accept the risk because we're 99.5% reliable that we can actually live with a 0.5% outage, therefore we, we won't direct people to invest in, con in you know, business continuity, which is you know, not always a good idea. Uh, other aspects of risk are the people we have, which is a risk we've always had. And then the new element of risk is our expanded network. The network that we're going to have now is we extend into using multiple outsources, whether we use multiple cloud providers, whether we use multiple components in a value chain to deliver service. So one quick parallel I'll give you of where we're going is if you look at the manufacturing industry, in the past we manufactured, we, we many organizations actually developed the raw materials right through to the finished product. They would actually maybe process the raw materials, set it into the components required, assemble the components required, and deliver the product. IT used to be like that. Today we're morphing, we're changing. We're moving into an area where we are actually assembling the finished product and the components are coming from a multitude of sources. That introduces the supply chain risk, a risk that we may not have had in the past. We actually need to understand what the aspects of the supply chain are, how we group those components together, how we ensure that those components are being delivered at the right time, in the right way, at the right uh, in, in the right fashion. We need to ensure the quality of those components. We need to ensure that we're paying for the correct cost. These are all governance functions that we have. The manufacturing industry has mastered this, but even the manufacturing industry can't allow for it to, you know, the events in Japan of late, where, you know, that causes the supply chain to be broken by natural disaster. You can't de-risk everything, 
but you can de-risk the majority of circumstances that you will see in a normal operation. And, you know, one of the things manufacturers do today, auto manufacturers do today, is they may have two supplier parts. We're going to have to start considering that in IT. Are we going to need multiple suppliers to be able to switch or throttle up or throttle back? These are all governance questions. These are all risk questions as well. Do we trust the supplier? Can we can we ensure that they will deliver? Are they delivering on time? Are they looking after our personal information? I think it's a great opportunity for IT. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be a risk or security professional because as, as the very existence and being and, and nature of IT changes, it's going to open up a lot of new opportunities. And we're certainly seeing that within ISACA right now as we're seeing the number of security and risk professionals who are in our association grow dramatically and they are looking for similar guidance and discussion as we've just talked about. Well, Robert, that segues nicely into my final question, which is for these professionals that want to get into the field today or make a switch while they're in the field and they want to get into governance, what's your advice to them to be successful in either starting or restarting a career here? Yeah, look, I, I, uh, I've restarted my career and or, or changed changed tracks multiple times and each time it's been more rewarding than the time before. Professionals moving into into risk or governance, there's a couple of interesting uh, opportunities open to you. Number one, uh, the Osaka and the IT Governance Institute, we offer a, a network of uh, industry professionals, like-minded industry professionals, local meetings, local chapter meetings in your area. You can also go to the website www.isaka.org and of course have a look at where your local chapter is and how to get involved. In doing that, one of the things I strongly recommend is read some of the uh, the uh, freely available or, or uh, easily available documents we have on our website, associate with members. And then, of course, take the opportunity to look at education and certification in the areas of risk and governance, which ISACA and other organisations offer, of course. But I think, uh, you know, as you go through this task, you're going to look through education and training that drive you through and help you understand these. A couple of quick tips, so anybody in the governance area. Number one is realise that you're going to be learning business language. IT language is great and it's important to your role, but you're going to start to need to be able to walk a mile in the shoes of the business. So you're going to start need to understand the terms they use, the issues that are important to them, the opportunities that are important to them. Number two, you'll need to get training and certification. You know, we, we certainly uh, understood at ISACA our recent certification, uh, our which we call Seagate, Certified in Governance of Enterprise Information Technology, is one step in that way. You can gain that certification. We hold exams twice a year and that requires practical experience in, in the domain as well before you can get that certification. We also offer a C-Risk certification as well so that you can get, if you're a risk professional, you can gain that certification and ensure that you continue education so that you are considered and recognised as an industry professional. But more importantly than that, I think you need to look at the opportunities that are in the marketplace. We see risk professionals are uh, extending we're seeing a lot of opportunities there. A lot of my friends who are IT auditors have moved into risk. A lot of my friends who are security professionals have moved into that area as well. A lot of information out there, 
best place to start, of course, is our website, which I mentioned before, www.isaka.org. Robert, very good. It's been excellent insight on a very keen topic today. I appreciate your time and your thoughts. Thank you very much, and it's great to speak to you and the listeners again. We've been talking about governance of enterprise IT. We've been talking with Robert Stroud, International Vice President of ISACA and the IT Governance Institute. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.